You've landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast and wherever you are in the world from N'Djamena, Nairobi, Nassau, Napier, New Delhi, Nyami, Nicosia, Nauru, Nuakchot, Nukualofa, and Nur Sultan, and all places in between. Welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe and I'm the Lonely Diplomat. I work to reconnect diplomats and those living the diplomatic life to themselves and to the world around them. I do this through my website at thelonelydiplomat.com. On that site, you can read my blogs, listen to other podcast episodes, and review my products and services. This diplomatic life can be just as amazing as it can be lonely and isolating. Connection is the antidote to loneliness, so stay connected with me and my work by subscribing. Subscribers are the first to be told of new content and will be told of exclusive subscriber services. There's a link in the episode description. In this episode of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, which is episode 21, I'm going to be talking about how I can support you and how we can support each other through COVID-19. This follows up on my blog post, The Lonely Diplomat, on supporting you through COVID-19, which was published on my website on the 28th of March, 2020. And there's a link, if you haven't read it already, there's a link in the episode description. Now, in this episode, I want to have a chat with you. So I invite you to do what I'm doing right now, and that's to sit with a cup of tea or something else warming uh, and comforting. And I want to have a talk about how COVID-19 and how it can affect us as we live our diplomatic life wherever we are in the world. There are a few things that are really clear. These are extraordinary times. Your regular diplomatic life may have been completely upended in the last few weeks. You're trying to find your new normal. Once again, just like when you embark on a posting, finish on a posting, you're forced to adapt to circumstances outside of your control. Now, in listening to this episode, you may be working at the office, away from friends and family, doing long hours in response to what's happening where you are and what needs to be done. Your family may have been evacuated and repatriated. You yourself may have been evacuated and repatriated. You may be doing this with or without children. You might be in isolation in service departments, in a hotel room or in another facility, or you might be living with friends and family. I wanna say three things really clearly before we continue. Know that you are doing your best in your current circumstances. Know that. And while it feels like we've entered a dark tunnel, remember that this too shall pass. And thirdly, I can't possibly speak to your specific circumstances, for they are as numerous as there are diplomats and those living the diplomatic life globally. So I'm going to speak generally and know that you'll be consuming the content informed from and informed by your own situation and your own perspective. 
Now, these are extraordinary times. My partner, Jeff, uh, is here in my apartment uh, in lockdown with me now. And so you might hear him rustling around the apartment uh, as he goes about working and doing what he needs to do. So um, it's perhaps going to be a little bit more rustic than, than usual, isn't it? But I think we're all adaptable and we can pretty much cope with that. I did say that this episode was going to be based on my blog post, The Lonely Diplomat, on supporting you through COVID-19, which I published on my website on the 28th of March, 2020. And there's some advice in that blog post that I really wanted to drill into and have you hear my voice. And the first one is that we must remember that we are physical, mental, and emotional beings. All parts of us, the physical, the mental, and emotional, need care every day. This applied six months ago just as much as it does today. But every day, and I know that so many of you are busy, I know that so many of you have had your life upended in the last few weeks and months, but we must care for ourselves if we are to care for others. And that care has physical, mental, and emotional aspects. In writing my blog, I went to my fantastic subscribers and ask them how they were coping or not with their current situation where they are in the world. I got such a fantastic response from from my subscribers and one thing came out extremely clearly in terms of caring for ourselves mentally, physically and emotionally and that is the daily practice of yoga. Now, listeners who have been following my podcast will know that I have, just two episodes ago in episode 19, had a fantastic cup of tea, well, a chat over a cup of tea with my friend Jace Tapatu here in Wellington, who has his own yoga studio and mindfulness business for children here in New Zealand. He has recently started a YouTube channel and has some fantastic videos to assist you in your yoga practice each day where you are. Some are as short as 20 minutes, others are longer than that. But knowing that many subscribers or those who have who who responded to me found yoga to be a really good way of bringing them into the present and bringing them where they are, I just wanted to provide that advice and support for you to let you know that like many other things on YouTube, like many things on social media, that that resource is there. I know that many listeners right now are far from home and we know that 
Home is a concept that's really fraught for diplomats and those living the diplomatic life. One of the greatest aspects of living this diplomatic life is that we get to feel at home everywhere in the world. We get to make a home where we live for two, three, four years, five years even. The downside of having so many places where we feel like we are at home is that even when we are at home, we're not really at home. So many of you might be far from home in your host country, in the country in which you're, you're posted. Others might have been repatriated and feeling very much the fish out of water, even though you're home and surrounded by things that ought to feel much more familiar than they do. This was a topic that my friend Katja Vlahos and I explored in episode three of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, and that's On Home with Katja Vlahos. So I encourage you to listen to that episode if you wanted to delve into the concept of home and, and uh, how fraught it can be for diplomats and those living the diplomatic life. But this is a point that I want to make. There is a harsh truth about diplomacy and many other aspects of public service. In times like this, in times of crises, the job is more important than the individual and their families. This harsh reality is something that many of you listeners are feeling right now in the most acute way. I wish that I had something comforting to say, but I don't. I don't. I, I don't want to resort to platitudes, to, to needless platitudes and, and say, you know, it's okay, just do X, Y, and Z. Frankly, it sucks. It sucks. And this is like being whacked around the head by the cold dead fish of reality. And many, many, many of us are experiencing that feeling right now. And know that you are allowed to feel exactly how you feel right now. You're allowed to feel that sense of duty to your fellow citizens as you work so hard to get them home, to support them where they are in the world. You are allowed to feel completely overwhelmed. You are allowed to feel scared and frightened and worried about what the future might be. You're allowed to feel all of those, the whole range, the whole spectrum of human emotions, almost at the same time. You're allowed to feel that. What you're not allowed to do, and I want this to be really clear, is you're not allowed to deny them and you're not allowed to ignore them. Now, I appreciate that some of you don't have the luxury of feeling your feelings and sitting around and 
popping on, you know, um, um, having a cup of tea and, and sitting around and sort of getting all introspective. I know that many of you don't have that privilege right now. Simply make a note in the moment of how you're feeling. Give it a moment, just the briefest of moments if need be. If that's all you can provide to acknowledge that this is how you're feeling and come back to it. We are more than our feelings. Feelings are simply a, an indicator that something is important for us. And it's an invitation for us to dig into why. When we can dig into why. The critical thing is that we do need to dig into that why. And denying them, those feelings, ignoring them completely, completely, well, well, we miss the opportunity to learn what we are trying to tell ourselves about ourselves. Following on from that point, I want to say really clearly as well that we must avoid comparisons and avoid competitive storytelling. This is something that I explored in episode eight of the Lonely Diplomat podcast on competitive stories. And really quickly, when we get together, when we want to connect with other diplomats and those living the diplomatic life, we do what we humans, and knowing that diplomats and those living the diplomatic life are still subject to the human condition, we connect through stories. And the times when we connect through stories can be amazing, can really be something where amongst people who understand, finally understand what we've been through and what we're going through, it can be a source of tremendous comfort and support, almost like no other. And for that, connections through stories are incredibly important. But when we seek to compete with our stories, when we seek to compare the current situation that we may find ourselves in, that I might find myself in, is different to how you, listener, are experiencing this global situation. Me talking about myself and my experience and how this reminds me of something that happened in another place at another time is of very little comfort to you right now. We need to be aware of the warning signs when we want to avoid comparisons and competitive storytelling. And the warning words are at least... So at least this isn't happening. At least you still have your health. At least you've got all your family with you. At least you're safe and well. At least. The other part is that we should. And we hear should and you know 
as frequent listeners of the Lonely Diplomat podcast that I really do not care for the word should. It's my least favorite modal verb. And in this, we need to be those linguistic ninjas that I spoke about in a previous episode and go hiya whenever we hear the word should. We should be grateful that this is happening. We should be grateful that we're here, not there. We should be grateful that we have this and it's not like that. While said, undoubtedly, while said to help and maybe even inspire us, and we might even be saying this if we are leaders and managers where we are at work, these words, these comparisons, these, this competitive storytelling even, denies the audience's thoughts and feelings. My recommendation to you, if you are looking to inspire, if you are looking to support and help those who work to you, those, who, those for whom you're responsible, Listen, listen to them, invite their feedback. And when they give that feedback, kind of self-evident here, don't diminish it. It's not about you. It's not about your experience. It's not about your past experience of something that happened kind of sort of similar three postings ago where, you know, yes, it could be worse. It could be like that, how it was three or four postings ago. But no, people are feeling exactly how they're feeling. It's not right. It's not wrong. It simply is. Moving on to my next point. When you're at work, when you are at home, maybe caring for family, maybe not having family or friends around you. Know that just enough, right now, as always really, but just enough is good enough. Just enough is enough. Know that you are doing the best you can do with what you've got where you are right now. Sometimes getting through the day, sometimes getting through that hour, getting through that meeting, getting through that mealtime is enough. Let's give ourselves a break. We want to do the best we can. Of that, I am sure. Sometimes just enough is good enough. I want to change tack just a moment and share an expression that a former ambassador um, to whom I worked um, a few years ago used to say a lot and I liked the expression then and I found this ringing in my ears and rattling around in my head for the last few days and I wanted to share this with you and that is crises catch us where we are. Now, I invite you for just a moment to think about where you were at the beginning of 2020 and what you were doing. You were living your life without doubt. You were working, you were 
living living life, whatever that entailed, where you were in the world. You were planning ahead for 2020. You may have been planning holidays and parties and, you know, looking ahead for, you know, school commitments and whatever it was. You were doing the stuff that makes up everyday life, the chores, the errands. You were binge-watching things on, um, on TV. You were just going about your day. Now, quite possibly, much of this is in disarray. And the thoughts and feelings that you may have had within you, in the back of your mind, or sort of deep in, in your gut, if that's not too graphic, that you may have been ignoring or avoiding through through the living of life, through the doing of work, through the running of, of errands and, and the, the, the planning and just the business of life as it was, has gone. And all of those things that you may have been ignoring about yourself, about the state of your relationship, about how you are interacting with yourself, with those around you and with your communities have gone. And you might feel that you have nowhere to hide. This can make for a deeply uncomfortable experience. So my next bit of advice is watch how you numb. Now I'm not going to sit here and talking into this microphone in in my apartment in this small city at the bottom of the world and say that, you know, I'm holier than thou um, and that I'm not at all numbing because just like you, I'm numbing. We are all numbing at some stage like this. So at this point, we might find ourselves reaching for numbing agents that really don't serve us. Not that I didn't say that they're right or wrong. I said that they don't serve us. So we could be abusing drugs, be they prescription or illicit. We could be drinking more alcohol than we used to. We could be indulging some gambling or we could be numbing through sex, including using porn. We could be trawling online shopping sites, scrolling through social media far more than what serves us. We could be gathering or indeed avoiding as much information as possible. We could be numbing through work. We could be numbing through exercise. We could be numbing through eating. We could be even numbing through writing advice blogs. We could be even numbing by recording podcasts that help people wherever they are as they live their diplomatic life in the world. We could be organizing those people around us and rallying the troops and and keeping up morale. Whatever it is, that numbing is numbing. So if you feel uncomfortable with how you're numbing, if the way that you're numbing does not suit, does not serve you, please, please be courageous. Reach out and talk to someone. If you have a significant other, talk to them. 
talk to a friend, talk to a family member, engage the services of a coach or a licensed helping professional. Again, you're allowed to feel exactly how you feel right now, but you don't have to go through this alone. One of the things that I just mentioned that we choose to numb and I'm moving on here is how we need to use social media for good. It's far too easy to sit and passively scroll. And if you're here, listener, you'd see that I'm using the scrolling motion with my finger, but passively scroll through our social media feeds. Now, this is something that I talked about in episode nine of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, which is on social media and connection. And many of you will be listening to my words um, through a mobile phone, through a cell phone. And you can use the device through which you're listening to my words. You can use it for the as the powerful and active communication tool that it is. Now remember, just I said active communication for a reason. You can use it to call someone. You can use it for video chat. And I'm so grateful. I'm so pleased to see that so many of you, my audience, my awesome listeners, are doing exactly that. You're using social media for good. Remember, when we seek to connect to others solely through social media, that is akin to drinking salt water when thirsty. It feels like we're sating a thirst, but it's actually doing us more harm. We need to get active. And in these days of social distancing, um, isolation, lockdown, quarantines, the tool through which we're listening to this, to my words now, is a lifeline. We need to use it actively. Moving on to the next one, it's all about boundaries, 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 boundaries. And we humans, and particularly those who want to be accepted by others, those who hustle for the acceptance of others, and I'm going to say that that's many of you, as it is me, we can be fantastic at creating boundaries, but maintaining them, maintaining them, listener, that's where the hard work comes. We must, at this point, I really strongly feel, listener, we must maintain boundaries. So in the post, I talked about how we can just be huge consumers. We, we, we're vacuuming up vast qualities of information about what's happening where we are in the world. And whether we're doing that for work or whether or not we're doing, whether we're doing that for personal understanding of what's going on around us we can we're just consuming can be consuming so much information and we can be consuming that through 
apps on our phones and, and, and digital devices. We can be consuming that through satellite news. We can be consuming that through social media. We can be consuming that through, um, through the radio. And I'm going to say some of, your, some of you listeners might be sitting on, at, on your couch at the end of the day with the phone in hand scrolling through something like Twitter with CNN or BBC or um, Deutsche Welle or, or whatever um, uh, news service you watch and getting information that way as well as flicking between um, various apps you need, you must put limits on that even if for just an hour. You're smart, listener. You're really smart. I know it. You can join dots back up if you put the phone down, if you stop consuming news for a while every day, at least an hour. You can join those dots back up when you then need to. Similarly, we need to place boundaries around the stories that we hear, the stories that we tell ourselves. And again, we know as frequent listeners of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, how powerful the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves and about the actions of those around us. What, how, we know how powerful they are in, in, in making sense of the world around them. And we know that the stories we make up can be completely wrong. Humans, in the absence of fact, fill that void with stories and gossip. Stories, the stories that we tell ourselves, within ourselves, and the gossip that we share right now do not serve us. What we must do is get the facts. And um, if we don't know something, we must ask. And if our next door neighbor's best friend who we encounter on the street starts spouting off their at, you know, encounter on the street at a socially appropriate uh, distance, we and, and we, we hear them spout off about their theories of whether or not something should or shouldn't happen. Again, should or shouldn't happen. You know, no. Nah. Boundaries, 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 people. I can't emphasize the importance of boundaries um, uh, at this point. In the blog post, I shared one tip and I'm going to speak really personally on this now because I'm finding so much power in the wisdom of classical Stoicism. For in classical Stoicism, there is no should be, there is no could be, there is no would be, there simply is. Just like you, I have been thinking, oh, if this wasn't happening, I could be doing that. If this wasn't happening, I would be doing that. I had this plan for today. That serves 
a point, but it's not helpful for me. And an acceptance of what is, for me, is tremendously powerful because it helps me accept the reality in which I find myself, in which those who I love find themselves, and it helps me, it compels me to remember that I have the power to respond how I know to be true for me in accordance with my values and my principles. There is, listener, phenomenal power in that realization. And the last point from that blog post that I wanted to raise is about resilience. And resilience, we must remember, is about the flex and the return to form. This is a point that frequent listeners of the Lonely Diplomat podcast would know from episode four on stress and resilience with Alison Earle from last year, from 2019. We need, listener, to be aware of the maladaptation of psychological resilience by some within our employing agencies. Being resilient, and this is really important, listener, being resilient does not mean being able to endure hardships and workloads without complaint and or without any ill effects, be they mental, physical, or emotional. Psychological resilience requires us to flex and return to form. And this goes back to my very first point about remembering that as humans, we have physical, mental, and emotional needs, and we are physical, mental, and emotional beings. We must flex and return to form. So there's periods of work, there's periods of rest, there's periods of thinking, and there's periods of turning off. There's periods of being on and periods of being off. Those Periods might not be within our control. They may not actually or feel like they're not within our control because of the relentlessness and the size and scope of the situation can feel like we are just being swept along. But remember from classical stoicism, you have the power to respond in the way that you know to be true for you and for those around you, knowing that you have that power and that the building and maintaining of your boundaries greatly can greatly improve your psychological resilience at this time. Now, there's just a few final thoughts that I wanted to share with you before I, I sign off on this episode. For me, in thinking about how I was going to approach this um, this episode, I was one one thought occurred to me, and I was struck, particularly struck by the polarity of this situation. There's an enormity of this situation globally and nationally, wherever whichever nation you are in the world, listener. But the enormity of the situation at once strikes me. But that is juxtaposed within me 
or being juxtaposed with the kindness that I'm experiencing locally. So while at one level it is really unsettling in mild understatement to look at the events globally and nationally, but at, on the other hand I'm struck with the solidarity, almost the intimacy of community and how when we act locally and are kind with each other, how rewarding, dare I say, rewarding or, or energizing this experience can be. And it's allowed to be, I'm allowed to feel that, that, that juxtaposition within myself. And the absence of so much in our days, in our, in our world right now, highlights for me what I have and who and what is important to me. I'm actually really grateful for that within myself. And there is so much out of my control right now, but there is so much within my control. And I find that, going back to that point about classical stoicism for the win, to be so powerful. And on power, I am comforted by the power of community and the latent strength within each one of us. I find that tremendously inspiring. Two more points. You're not alone. And the last one, wash your hands. <laughs> if you have any feedback for me, please send an email to admin at thelonelydiplomat.com. If you liked the episode, please share it with your friends, your family, your workmates. And if you like this episode, please rate it on the service through which you're now listening. If you think that I can improve on this episode or any other content, please tell me. This episode of the Lonely Diplomat podcast was, just like my blogs, provided to you at no charge. If you got something valuable from this episode, please consider providing some financial support by going to thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash support. That does sound like you're leaving, so... Until next time, be awesomely and humanly you because now, more than ever perhaps, the world needs more you. All views expressed in this episode are my own, and all sounds are freeware in the public domain. Thanks for listening.